It's not unusual to find plenty of wine caves and wine cellars in wine country. What is unusual is discovering a sophisticated broadcast facility inside these well-protected and often top-secret chambers. But maybe it really isn't that surprising that America's number one wine broadcast originates from the soul of wine country. And it is our great privilege to do all we can to inspire you. If you drink wine simply because, well, it's a drink, we've got our work cut out. For literally thousands of years, wine has fueled celebrations, ended conflicts, and provided the ultimate connection between one human being and another. It makes food taste better, lifts spirits, sparks our imagination, and beckons us to slow down and love life. If that all sounds good to you, you're in the right place. So sit back, clear your head, put any worries you have on hold, and join us as we go in search of this week's Grape Encounter. But be warned, we speak a much different language than what you typically experience in most wine-centric environments. But you didn't come here because you're ordinary, did you? Good, because your host, David Wilson, is here to take you far, far away from the beaten path. Here's David. You know, it's not that I don't like television. I I like sitting down and watching programs, mostly movies, but I just don't have a lot of time for it. But I have to admit one thing when it comes to TV. I am really addicted to the talent shows, and there's a bunch of them. America's Got Talent, Britain's Got Talent, The Voice, you know, all of those. I love those shows. I don't watch them when they're playing. I just see them posted on the internet, and then I wind up at YouTube and watching. The thing that I like the most about those is that you will very oftentimes see a contestant come and they'll stand before the judges and they're just like so ordinary. They're just, they seem like simple, humble people and you don't know what to expect. And then all of a sudden the lights dim and there's this incredible talent there. And I think that's a really good metaphor for the Napa Valley back in the sixties because it was this humble little place And there were these just wonderful, hardworking people there. And I don't think they really expected that it would become not just the jewel, but the crown jewel of wine in America. And one of the people, a member of that very small class I am with today, and this is part two of our very intimate conversation with Bonnie Meyer, who, along with her husband, Justin, Uh, founded Silver Oak. Uh, Would would you say that that metaphor is a fair metaphor for the Napa Valley at that time? Were you just the, you know, the cute little kid that, um, or the person that just looked like the, the, you know, the everyday resident, and then all of a sudden Napa Valley opens its mouth and out comes beautiful music? I think actually, as I think about it, it's actually a very fitting and an amazing metaphor. Uh, when I was first here in, when I first moved here in 1972, most of the people walking around St. Helena were wearing work shirts and, and uh, work boots and jeans. And Justin and I showed up. He had been a monk. 
I had been in college, and the sum total of our fortune was he had a dog and I had a car. <laughs> yeah. um, and we moved into, a, as the ranch managers, into a, to a, uh, a place where I still live. That was an old farmhouse. And a lot of things have changed uh, since, since then. I'm sitting in that farmhouse right now. Yeah, and one of the things now I, I, I failed to mention in the introduction your book, but if you were listening last week, you know what I'm talking about. Um, she has just released a book. You've just released a book um, called Perfectly Paired, and it's it's about this extraordinary romance between you and Justin. How that evolved into Silver Oak, but even more than that, how it's changed you and given you incredible insight into the world, human nature, and more. But a big part of uh, that story is that, you know, after Justin passed, a lot of really metaphysical and strange things began to happen, right? Yes. So Justin and I, I'm going to create a little context here. Justin and I had this wonderful, epic really, uh, romance and love affair for 30, 35 years. And then he suddenly died. Yeah. And, and that was devastating in a, in a word, although much more complex than that. And then the day after he died, my daughter had arrived. She had been in Boston with her cousin. And she arrived home. I was sitting next to her. She was in bed in where in our bed where Justin usually would lie and across the across from the bed about 10 feet away was a fountain that it was in a little niche in the wall and it had pebbles in it and as we were quietly talking about her dad a pebble flew across the room and landed at our feet oh <laughs> And Holly and I looked at the pebble on the floor. We looked at each other. We looked at the pebble again. And then she quietly said, Hi, Daddy. So there's a story that you also tell in the book about a hair blower. The hair dryer. Oh, my gosh. We had in our bathroom one of those old hair dryers that you would see in hotels where you take the handle off. And it would dry, you could dry your hair. And it you would start replace, the when you take it out. It would start it would blowing, start. right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, one of those. And you put it the handle back, and it would stop. And it was right where to his right where he his elbow would hit the thing, and the nozzle would come off, and it just drove him crazy. He was always making the thing go off when he didn't want want it to. He had short hair. He had no need of a hair dryer. He would say, he would say, let's get rid of that thing. And I said, I would say, well, but I use it. So that next morning is the hairdryer started running and I went to it. I took the nozzle off. It didn't stop running. I, I put the nozzle back on. It didn't stop on and off a few times. It had no effect until I kind of gave up and I go, wow, I guess it's broken and then as I calmed down, the hairdryer calmed down. And ever after that, when I was really deep in grief and really upset, the hairdryer would go off like crazy. To calm you. And, and then when I would calm down, it would calm down. 
And so Justin took this thing that he hated. This is typical of his sense of humor. Um, he took this thing that he hated and inhabited uh, the hairdryer. It just every day, he, he, it was his way of letting me know he was there with me. Okay, so I came into the library here a little while ago and sat down to get all the equipment going. And then you came in and we looked up and there's a flat screen TV mounted on the wall, turned off when I came in here, and all of a sudden it went on. Right? Right. I'm nowhere near the remote control. It startled me. You you pointed it out. It wasn't like the sound came on, but this the, the TV went. When's the last time you watched that? I don't know. A couple of weeks ago. Holy smoke! <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a believer. That's for sure. That is. The, but is that common in this house? Uh, no, that it's never gone off like that before. Okay. Well, welcome to yeah your new world. <laughs> but I I can tell you that when a beloved dies, whether it's a a child, a parent, a spouse, often they will try to reach out to us if we're open to it. And that's an operative word. We, we need to be open-hearted enough to receive. And there's something about electronics that spirits seem to be able to access. And it's really, you know, people will notice lights flashing or twinkling or the television going off or things like that. So I'd like to just share it and encourage people to, to acknowledge those things okay, and, so, and feel, feel that connection. So hold on to that thought. We're going to ha- have to take a commercial break here. You know, Bonnie and Justin are no longer a part, um, at least financially, of Silver Oak. But the story just continues on in some fascinating ways of how that was the beginning of much more to come in the future. And we're going to get into that in just a second as we continue our um, second part of our discussion with Bonnie Meyer here um, in the home that she and Justin lived in and have lived in since the 70s, right? Mm. Awesome. We'll be back. You know, even though I spend almost every waking hour trying to track down all things wine, Total Wine & More is always several steps ahead. Total Wine doesn't just sell the same old, same old. They're always busy forging relationships with the best producers so that they're able to provide exceptional wines that are exciting and new to you at incredible prices. And for a contactless experience, try their curbside pickup option. Simply order online for an easy new way to shop at TotalWine.com. In Greek mythology, we learn the mysterious connection between walnuts and wine. When Dionysus, the god of wine, fell in love with Princess Caria of Laconia, her sisters tried to prevent the romance, so Dionysus turned them into rocks. He also turned his beloved Caria into a walnut tree. She was, after all, a hard nut to crack. At mmorganics.com in Paso Robles, California, Walnuts and Wine is the ultimate love story. You'll flip over their 100% organic port-style dessert wines and organic heirloom walnut products, including sprouted snacking walnuts in five awesome flavors, irresistible raw organic walnut butter, 
free trade chocolate-covered walnuts. And for bakers, MM Organics produces 100% gluten-free walnut flour, estate walnut oil, and of course, their crazy delicious raw walnuts. Get all their products online at mmorganics.com. That's mmorganics.com. Summer is here, invigorating our state of mind and sparking desires for things that complement our playful mood. Yep, our barbecues are already working overtime, cranking out slabs of baby backs that pair perfectly with light, crisp summer sippers. And if you need a little inspiration, check out the summer wine list that no one can resist. It's Total Wine & More's Top 12 Summer Wines, featuring a truly eclectic cross-section of wines, all under $20 and many under $10. Plus, Total Wine & More is offering summer wine bundles that save you up to $24 on a variety pack of wine. And now that we've all gotten into curbside buying, you can order online at TotalWine.com and pick up your order in the store or just outside for a contactless experience. The best lineup of super low-priced summer wines is just a click away at TotalWine.com. with Grape Encounters Radio, I gotta tell you something. I don't get to do this too often. I travel the world finding, hopefully, great stories for you to hear. But I usually, I you know, I'll get into a town and I'll go from one interview to the next to the next, and I, I don't get to stay as long as I wish that I could, but I am at the home of Bonnie Meyer, and it was uh, her home along with the very, very amazing and famous Justin Meyer who's now passed and I've got to stay here for a couple of days and I wasn't expecting that and uh, Bonnie you opened up your doors to me and and we've grocery shopped together we've eaten to cook together and shared so many stories and I just the more I talk to you the more fascinating and amazing I think the story is because as most people know Grape Encounters is not a show about terroir or necessarily um, tasting notes or those sorts of things. It's about that world that revolves around wine, that wine is the center. Um, It's a focal point, but it is not the end-all to beat-all. How do you feel about the role of wine in your life? And also, I mean, you're a very private person, a very quiet person, but you were thrust into... Um, onto the great, the big stage where wine is concerned with Silver Oak. And did you expect that? And I mean, I've given you like three questions at one time. Go for it. (laughs) Um, Bottom line, it was really fun. And Justin was a very charismatic guy and he's considered a Napa Valley wine legend. I was actually very happy to be in the background But you weren't. But we worked side by side, exactly. Uh, We really worked side by side. Um, He was making fabulous wines, and I, I was certainly tasting them along with with him. Um, I was the marketing person, so I had got great joy out of designing uh, the label and the bottles and the packaging and all of the information that went out to the trade. So we we did this together. But I was a little bit like 
the puppeteer in the background. But <laughs> toward the end of our time together, I actually had business cards. And underneath my name, it said Madame of the Chateau. <laughs> <laughs> and then, That's a long ways from a, a girl who was going to become a nun. <laughs> Madame of the Chateau. And, um, but that was a kind of a tongue-in-cheek uh, moniker. I, it just... Um, I, I never wanted to take myself too seriously, and I actually consciously did not identify myself with Silver Oak. I was a part of a, a wonderful team of people that made a, a dream come alive. So the, there's one thing that I really want to put out there because I think it's something that uh, is very important for our listeners to understand, that there are many, many brands like Silver Oak where you know they're expensive now let's face it they're not uh, they're pricey and that's why a lot of people only have them for special occasions and some people are privileged enough to be able to afford them um but you the thing that i think is misunderstood is that that like in the case of silver oak you weren't rich people who threw money at something to try to create an overpriced product there are good reasons in many cases why a wine costs what it costs because it can cost a lot if you do everything right. But you were very humble people. What a dog in a car. That's it. That's what you had. And you didn't want anybody to be able to come in and just buy up everything that all the inventory. And there were a lot of people that wanted to do that. So what did you do? There was actually a famous story of a Texan. I mentioned that because he's he was so classic. He had his girlfriend in the car, and he had a huge roll of $100 bills, and he walked in our winery and wanted to buy everything in our wine library. Wine library is a collection of older vintage wines that you're saving, and maybe someday you'll drink them all. Maybe you won't. It's really a very precious repository for our history. Yeah. And and this says, I, he came in, I want to buy everything in the wine library, and... The tasting room person came upstairs. Justin and I had a very short conversation, and we went back downstairs to talk to him and said, "No, you can't. Uh, we want to these these wines are to share with everyone, and I can't can't let you buy buy everything that's here just because you have the money." And so. That actually was a big, a serious beginning to, to then re-releasing some of these library wines, one bottle per person, wow. at special events or or uh, what became famous our uh, release days. We would release older wines in large format bottles, and people would stand in line sometimes overnight, uh, waiting for these. But we, it was an equal opportunity. Um, not just because you could come and take everything. So what what's an interesting sort of parallel to this is that you were uh, and Justin were big music fans, and you met uh, literally during um, the year of the summer of love, and you would play music together. And what's really significant about that time in music history is that 
all of these amazing artists that were uh, children of the 60s, they weren't singing because they wanted to get rich and have, you know, million dollar records. They weren't looking for that. They didn't expect the fame that they got. But then suddenly showcases like Woodstock, you know, put them, uh, elevated them to a level that they never expected. And really they weren't Mm -hmm. equipped to deal with it. And at that very same time, the same thing was going on in the wine world. Napa Valley was very much like those, you know, kind of, uh, you know, shy performers that weren't looking for giant fame, but suddenly were um, put on that stage. Is that fair? In 1972, there were, I believe, 12, maybe it was 15 wineries that started that year. Wow. And uh, they're called the class of 72. And everyone, every person came with a passion for creating really great wine. And at that same moment in history, we all showed up with the idea of making great vintage varietals. And that was new. Before that, the, in, the, in the 60s, Napa Valley was mostly making jug wine. You could literally bring your gallon jug to the winery and they would fill it from their tank. So fair to say that at that period of time, there was no reason to expect to be able to sell a bottle of wine for 100 bucks. Oh, no. In fact, we were selling actually very good wine uh, for $5. Uh, <laughs> I didn't get mine. <laughs> In fact, I didn't get my allocation. I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to make a big issue of it. But I'm, I'm due to get my. I'm due. I'm due to catch up with that. We're talking to Bonnie Meyer uh, from her home of many, many, uh, well, several decades now in uh, Oakville, which is to me like one of the best wine growing regions in the world by far. I love the wines from here. And we're going to continue our discussion a bit longer and uh, get into uh, where this journey has taken Bonnie since um, uh, Justin departed and Silver Oak uh, became something in the rearview mirror. And we'll do that next when we return with Grape Encounters. We like to talk about wine. Did you know that there's a lot more going on in the world of Grape Encounters than what you hear each week on the radio show? If your answer is no, it means that you're not as plugged into our wild, wacky, and wonderful world of wine. But we can fix that right now. I really want to share a lot more with you than what we're able to do during the weekly show. Like wine recommendations, interesting ways you can play with your wine, information about upcoming wine happenings, and even recipes I've developed just for you. There are two things you can do to get plugged in. First, join the Grape Encounters Radio group page on Facebook. Make sure it's the group page. Or you can sign up for our mailing list at GrapeEncounters.com. In coming weeks, I'll be doing giveaways, offering free online parties exclusively for you, and a lot more. Please, don't miss out. Connect with me on Facebook or at GrapeEncounters.com. Words can be very confusing. When you're crazy, people say that you're nuts. But what if you're crazy about... 
nuts. Well, that doesn't mean that you should be sent to the funny farm. It means that you should be sent to the farm of MM Organics, the producers of organic heirloom walnuts and walnut products that are so incomparably unique and delicious, other nuts will be reduced to wallflowers. Whoops, there we go with those crazy meanings of words again. After all, if being a wallflower means disappearing into the background, then why does being a walnut from MM Organics mean standing out from the rest? Confused? Well, you won't be when you discover the glorious deliciousness of walnut halves, baking pieces, fair trade chocolate-covered walnuts, and other scrumptious walnut products from MM Organics. Learn more and order yours at mmorganics.com, where you'll also find our utterly irresistible two-horse Portuguese dessert wine that everyone goes nuts for. Get crazy at mmorganics.com. We're back with more Grape Encounters. Hey, please do us an enormous favor and like us on Facebook. It's the very best way to learn about other opportunities that we may not share on the broadcast. Also, join our mailing list on GrapeEncounters.com. Listeners on our contact list receive some exclusive opportunities. Become an insider. Enough said. Here's your wine captain, David Wilson. Of all the cards and letters that I've ever gotten from people over the years, there's one that has stuck in my head. It had a message that I've never forgotten. And by the way, Sandra, if you're out there and you hear this show, we haven't talked in 30 years or so, uh, thank you for that card. What it said is that no person that comes into your life leaves you in the same condition that you were before they entered your life. And basically, the message is is that everything that touches you changes you and determines where you're going next. And in the case of Bonnie Meyer, who co-founded the really the most I think the most iconic luxury brand in the Napa Valley, um, your life didn't end when you sold the winery when Justin passed. Where is this taking you? Well, that's a that's a big question. Well, that's also, but it's a big, but it's a big part of your new book, right? It, it is. Yeah, really great love affairs, love stories, sacred relationships are a crucible for transformation. So, what does that mean? And what it means is that in our daily living together, and our little uh, our dance in our relationship, our, our little accommodations, our lovemaking, our raising children together, all of our making dinner together, all of those things actually work us and hone our spirits in a, a way that's um, alchemical. And in the heat, in the fire of, of relationship, uh, we become more and more golden and more hmm. and more healing to everyone around us. And that happens in, in real time, in real relationship with the person who's there in front of you in physical form. It continued to happen for me after Justin died in, when he was in spirit form. And I found through the pebble and, and through... 
and beyond the um, hair dryer, I found uh, a ways to be with him in spirit. Uh, our relationship lived on, changed. We continued to change, both of us. And that fire continues to hone, again, my, my spirit in an alchemical way. Uh, you know, and it's not so different than wine. Fermentation is heat. And fermentation transforms grapes, ordinary grapes, even though they're beautifully tended, that transforms grapes, simple, humble grapes, into the nectar of the gods through, through heat and through fermentation, through a struggle. And at the end of it, at the end of the, uh, the long fermentation, the long time in barrel, the long time in bottle, you've finally reached the moment of exquisite enjoyment in your glass. Have you pondered why it is that, first of all, I think almost every culture on the planet has wine. It's, it's important. It's essential to a lot of cultures. Why, why grapes? Why wine? Why wasn't it something else? If I'm living hundreds or thousands of years ago and I find some grapes and I crush them and turn them into grape juice and drink it, it's, it's grape juice. But if I leave it overnight or leave it for a couple days, it will naturally turn into wine. That in and of itself can be a more delightful experience um, in every way that we think of that. Um, so it's one of the th- things that just, it's a natural phenomenon is w- w- why it's present everywhere. And then appreciation of what one can do when you shepherd that process has turned something so simple into something wonderful. So the grape is the, is the caterpillar and the wine is the butterfly. The, the grape is the egg. The wine is the chicken. Is that about right then? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> chicken. I never thought of wine as a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> All right. (laughs) So let's move on a bit. The one thing that we haven't talked about, Bonnie, and I just want to make sure we get it in here, is you have not left the wine business. So actually, just before Justin died, my uh, son Matt and his dad, they decided together that they would continue production of a port project that actually had been, we started at Silver Oak a few years before. And uh, But Matt had been in Australia uh, studying wine in Adelaide, and he got enamored with Syrah, and port wasn't enough for him. So right away he wanted to make some Syrah, and that branched out, and eventually he started making Cabernet from, from here. At first he was shy about it. You know, he didn't really want to be in the sensitive about being in the yeah. shadow of his dad. But I think his his cabernets are are phenomenal and a real tribute to his dad. So he got that bug uh, by being in Australia. But uh, interestingly, Australia is 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 pretty well known for Syrah Cabernet blends. It's uh, I I'm just wondering about this because uh, Justin was very single minded and it's uh, uh, Cabernet or nothing. And, <laughs> That's right. And so you've got a son who is following in your footsteps, but is, you know, he's driving a different car. Well, you know, one of Justin's 
famous sayings was first obligation of everyone is to be read and then and then Matt hands me one day a bottle of rosé and I go what 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 are you doing and then he starts making white wine and I have to say I was a little horrified because he's done a 180 in terms of just making a lot of lovely wines of many different varieties um, but he's having a wonderful time as he should but when Justin was a Christian brother they were making 40 different yes, wines right that's right did, is that did that turn him off is that why you decided I'm just making cab or what, what was the reason it, it it turned him off in the in the sense that he said not all of these wines could be my best. I really want to focus on one thing and really put my heart and soul into it. So that was his path. And uh, and Matt's path at Meyer Family Cellars is different. He wants, he just delights in, these are all my children, and I want to bring out the best in each one of them. Have you acquired a taste for Syrah? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, All right. Let's just yeah, want to make sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, Matt makes a Syrah Reserve called High Ground. It's phenomenal. I yeah. I have not tasted that. Yeah. I got to taste that. Okay. But we're going to have to take um, also a little break here. In a second, we are talking to Bonnie Meyer, whose new book is entitled Perfectly Paired. And it is it will tell you the complete story of the birth and growth and rise in fame of uh, the Silver Oak brand. You, you, you read this book, you're going to be a completely different person for sure. And by the way, I, there's one last thing I want to say before we take this break. If you are a botanist listening to this show and you're thinking, gosh, I'm so inspired by the Silver Oak story, I'm going to go buy me a Silver Oak and plant it in the yard. Good luck with that, because that's not where the name came from. We uh, toyed with names for a long time, and we had three vintages actually bottled without a name. And then one day, uh, I thought about this because I was going to be designing the label, and I uh, I realized that we're on Oakville Crossroad, Silverado Trail crosses just above where our place is, and if I put silver and oak together, I can actually <laughs> illustrate those things on the label and it can make it memorable. So Silver Oak came from Silverado Trail in Oakville. Okay, we're going to be back with more Grape Encounters. We're going to take it on home as we wrap up a very special edition of Grape Encounters Radio. Today's edition of Grape Encounters is brought to you by Total Wine & More. Every week we encourage you to look beyond the ordinary and seek the extraordinary. That's why you definitely want to check out Winery Direct at Total Wine & More. These products are identified by the yellow shelf tag in the store or online. The selection includes more than 2,000 of their 8,000 wines, and you could be confident that you're getting the highest quality wines produced by some of the world's most renowned winemakers at the best price. Winery Direct is one of the many things that makes Total Wine & More so unique. Order today at TotalWine.com. We'll be back with more Grape Encounters Radio right after this. We've got to take a breather for a minute or two. Don't go away. Remember, if we don't let the wine breathe, it's impossible for the show to be done in good taste.
If you're a frequent Grape Encounters radio listener, you know that our show is all about inclusiveness. For far too long, wine consumers have felt left out, simply because a small minority of, well, let's call them out, wine snobs have dominated the conversation. For 12 years, it's been my mission to give you, the wine enthusiasts that just want to have fun, a front row seat to everything that's cool about wine. And while we have a very intimate thing going on here, I've been thinking that we can take things where no radio or TV program has gone before. And so beginning next week, I'm inviting you and your friends to get together with me for a private online party. This isn't a big streaming free-for-all event. It's you, me, and your guests. You decide what you want to talk about, we'll set a time, then it's party time. So email me using the contact form at GrapeEncounters.com. Tell me a little bit about how we can make this fun for you, and I'll respond to as many requests as I can. Just drop me a note at GrapeEncounters.com. Even though I spend almost every waking hour trying to track down all things wine, Total Wine & More is impossible to keep up with. That's because they have a team of experts constantly searching every corner of the world for amazing wines priced so you can enjoy them on any occasion, like tomorrow. They're always busy forging relationships with the best producers so that they're able to provide exceptional wines that are exciting and new to you at incredible savings. And of course, your faves will be there too. New discoveries, must-have favorites, and more than 8,000 choices to explore online with your handy device while you soak up some shade. Visit Total Wine and More in person, or if you prefer a contactless experience, order online at TotalWine.com and pick up your order in the store or curbside. And for awesome summer wines, all under $20 and many under $10, be sure to check out their summer wines list at TotalWine.com. with Grape Encounters Radio, and honestly, I have read an awful lot of books that are wine-centric, but after reading Perfectly Paired by Bonnie Meyer, co-founder of Silver Oak, I was left, you know, literally much of the time with the, with the hair standing up on the back of my neck because there are lessons in this book that you would never expect in something that, you know, sort of starts off being about wine, and then there's a romance... But then it gets into important lessons about love and grief, and this is really important to me right now because last month, last month I lost my mom, and I tell me where it takes us, but I don't want to give away the book necessarily. Just in the same way that a great relationship can hone our spirits and be in uh, a crucible for transformation, grief can also do that. And grief is a journey that I took and that I actually unwillingly, in a, in a lot of ways, I uh, was afraid. Um, of, what, if, of what? I was afraid that if I really fully felt my grief, I would fall apart and not be able to put myself back together. But there was a part of you that wanted to die with Justin, isn't that correct? I Yeah, well, not exactly that, but what I wanted was... You know, he was there, and I was here, and I wanted to be with him. Okay, so whatever that, whatever would take you there. Yeah. Okay. And and I had, as a cancer survivor, it even occurred to me that, wow, I could wish my cancer back, and it could take me there. Yeah, I, I read that, and I that was creepy. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're don't, th- don't tell my kids. You're, you're a three. You're, <laughs> you're you're a three time cancer survivor, right? Yes. Oh man. Yeah. And you're going cancer. Come back because this might be the way that I can I get can... back with my husband, my yeah. my partner. Yeah. Um, but at that time, I looked at, at my kids and saw the fear in their eyes, and I thought, nope, I can't do that. I need to fully, um, I fully recover from this, and. Um, because they had just lost their dad, they did not want to leave their yeah. lose their mom too. Yeah, understood. And um, my grief d- journey took took a while, but I I learned that really diving into it and really fully opening to it is what transformed me, and it's what at the at the bottom of it um, there are unexpected gifts, and I can't tell you what your gifts are going to be, but for me. Grief opened my heart in ways that nothing ever could, nothing ever had before. And so I now see my grief, my grief journey as a as a blessing and as a real passage. You said it literally split your heart open. It did. Yep. It broke and, my heart and, open. And what was in there? It wasn't just a broken heart. It was, <laughs> there, there was a lot more to it. Deep inside of us, there, there's radiance. You know, there's breathtaking radiance oh. and joy inside. And um, so... But there's one thing that I really want to make sure everybody understands is that when you and Justin met, this was an unthinkable relationship for several reasons. There was an 11-year age difference between you. Um, you, at the time, were kind of planning to become a nun, he was a Christian brother and had vows that he couldn't break uh, by having a relationship with you, but you ended up having a relationship all the same, and you broke the rules. I mean, let's be honest, right? And you kept it a secret. So I think one of the uh, reasons that our love affair was so strong and so timeless is because we were in love with each other without any expectation, oh, without any okay. attachment. Because you, you actually, even after you crossed the line, you regrouped and said, no, we can't do this. Exactly. And the whole time, it was about five years when we were in love with each other and he was, a, he was still a monk. And that whole time, never did I ever think that he would not remain in the monastery, right. or never did I encourage him to leave the Christian Brothers. And so it was a big surprise one day when he announced to me that he was going to leave. And wanted, asked, to ma- wanted to marry you? And he asked me to marry him in that same sentence, and I was, I was yeah, I, I was really blown away and didn't hesitate. I said yes. Were there, were there a lot of ticked-off people at uh, Christian brothers at that point in time? About uh, half were supportive of him. Yeah. About half of the brothers and about the other the other half were were um, resentful. Uh, Bonnie, we're wrapping it up. This is it. And I, I honestly, we could talk for days. And actually we have off mic, but I sure appreciate you, first of all, writing this book. You tell the story in very precise detail, which some people will find actually I think shocking that you're so open about, especially the romantic part of it. It's well done, I must say, um, very tasteful, but still 
you shared a part of your life that I don't think I could ever share with somebody. Any regrets? No. Um, Through the book, I want to invite people to have what they long for most, which is deep intimacy, um, extraordinary love. And if I do not embody that, how can I, how can I invite you and show yeah. you the way? The book is called Perfectly Paired by Bonnie Meyer. It's M-E-Y-E-R. You can get it on Amazon. You can also go to Bonnie's website. It's BonnieMeyer.com. I could have guessed that. Yeah. Anyway, it's really, it's really something spectacular. And I think also you will understand something that I have preached for 12 years on this show, that the more that you understand about the people who make wine, and I'm not talking about the people that run the big corporate wineries, I'm talking about people who make very special craft wines, the more you understand about them, the more it's going to dawn on you that what you're tasting in the bottle is a very powerful reflection of their personality and I challenge anybody to prove me wrong. How do you feel about that? I think that's exactly right. All right, that's going to do it for Grape Encounters today. We'll be back here next week with another edition of Grape Encounters. I don't know if it'll be as otherworldly as this edition, but um, we're always going to take you someplace that you didn't expect to go. I want to remind you that Grape Encounters Radio has been brought to you by Total Wine and More. You know, when you sell over 8,000 wines under one roof, you're going to meet consumers from every walk of life with different tastes and needs. Luckily, Total Wine has everybody covered with their nearly endless selection of wines to choose from, plus a variety of ways to shop. They even have in-store pickup and contactless curbside pickup, so you're in and out in a flash. From your favorite picks to rare finds, There's always something new to discover at Total Wine and More. Order today at TotalWine.com.